Coming up this week, Guardians of the Galaxy gets a Halloween overlay. Magic Mountain attempts to compete with the big boys, and Disneyland gets approval for more parking spots. Plus later, I have some tips for dealing with an off-season visit. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 701, for the week of August 27th, 2017. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. All right, how is everyone doing today? It is unseasonably warm in California. Yes. <laughs> throughout the state, or throughout the, the north, the Sacramento area, Fresno area, and even Southern California, which is really weird. I wore a sweatshirt in Ohio. Yeah, I'm sorry. See, see how you are. Okay. Well, no, we we were looking at something like Anaheim's going to be a hundred tomorrow, which is crazy for Anaheim. So it's going to be warm, warm, warm week at Disneyland. Uh, The snow's going to melt off the Matterhorn. I know, right? (laughs) That'll really make the Yeti mad. (laughs) Um, Hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Just like our friend Mary, Mary, Mary Jo, Mary Jo's in chat. This I week. forgot all. Who's that? Who is that? She's she's a Spanish friend. Uh, you know it's bad when I'm saying that. I know. <laughs> You've been good this year, Tony. Come on. I know. Get ready to yeah no, get back to normal. Yeah, no, that's kidding. true. Once the school year starts, you'll be you'll be gone. Um, let's see. And, uh, if you want to know about, I'm going to pull up a Pete and say, if you want to know about all the rest of the Diz Unplugged family podcasts, head over to disunplugged.com for a list of all of those shows. Uh, cause I'm not sure what's happening this week. Um, of course, the Orlando show live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Coasting for kids on a mind you about that one more time. Uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg is coming up on September 9th. That's uh, a couple Saturdays from now. Um, if you want to sign up, head over to coastingforkids.org. Join the team. Uh, Diz Power of 10. You just got to raise a minimum of $100 and you get admission to the park all day. Uh, plus some exclusive ride time and some other things. Uh, let's see. Bush Gardens Williamsburg is ni- uh, September 9th. And then Frontier City in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma is uh, coming up on September 16th, right where the wind comes. Yes, that one. Um, okay, we don't have... No, we don't have the budget for that. Um, I know. I, that's why I stopped and I didn't sing the words. <laughs> You'll get like two lines or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in housekeeping? Anything exciting? Um, I... Well, Carol and I saw a great concert today. Just because there's a Disneyland connection to it as well. Oh, okay. Then, uh, then you can get our, away with it. Good, good, good. Yes, that's right. Our our um, 
in our in our little town we have a community concert series and they ha- that we subscribe to and they have different groups that come through and this year the opening concert was the side street Stutter- strutters jazz band Easy and some of you yeah it is it's hard for me to say tonight and some of you might remember them from disneyland days they used to perform in new orleans square and also i i, I remember seeing them on main street and they were absolutely fantastic one of the best uh concerts i think our town has had and they are this was a first stop in a national tour so you might they do have a website side street i think it's sidestreet.com or something and um sidestreetstrutters.com and they uh anyway and so you might want to check them out and see if they're coming along they had a vocalist who is who is incredible voice um mel or melanie collins if you're really into jazz her mother was a jazz singer pauline collins but they met her um the side street strutters met her when they worked at disneyland because she had she was portraying queenie and they liked her show so much liked her voice so much they decided to incorporate her into their tour which i believe this is their final um nationwide tour they're going to do and if if you're at disneyland and you uh see the jambalaya jazz is performing that's the old side street strutters and now some of them perform under the name jambalaya jazz so check them out and um anyway it it fantastic show fantastic musicians and mel collins incredible voice oh yeah very cool um let's see what else is going on oh ooh, ooh, ooh. star wars galaxy's edge uh just yes. capped its tallest peak uh, reaching 130 feet into the high the tallest peak was constructed this week and cast members were able to, as is the tradition, sign their names on the last pieces of steel that went up into that spot. Um, so, you know, all the cast members that they actually have been for the last few weeks, they've been going backstage and signing their names. So, uh, so they got to sign their names and then they raised the, the tallest piece up in the sky for, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming to a theme park near you in 2019. I wonder um, how visible that's going to be from Frontierland mm. and Fantasyland. Yeah, uh, we, we posted an article about it, and there's a video, so it might. I, I'm gonna have to go check it out and see how mm-hmm. how tall it is. Um, but 130 feet—that's that's pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody anybody in the chat room get to see the? The new test of uh, Mickey that was taking place in uh, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, where Mickey was able to chat with guests. I'm trying to be discreet. <laughs> discreet. <laughs> well, you know, keep the magic going. Uh, Mickey was a- was able to to actually talk. He wasn't saving his voice for um for the vid- uh, performance. For the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody saw the video. Nobody's yeah. But they only did it for a few days. Tyler was going to go over there and, and, and try to catch him. Well, not literally catch him, but um, and th- he was done. So it was only for maybe four or five days, and then and then he was done. Who's wearing a weird outfit? Yeah, well, I don't know what the outfit was, but I, I don't know why he was at Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. It made, made no sense at all. 
Maybe know, he was trying to get some fitness work in. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Who's telling Jim? I know After when all, he, rock climbing is good for you. Mm-hmm. When he was visiting Walt Disney World in the past, I know he sometimes chatted it up with guests. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's he's testing his voice here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not. I mean, the he doesn't have a other than. Random, random times in Buena Vista Street or in Carthay Circle, he doesn't have a regular meet and greet in California Adventure, does he? No. Mm, no. And you, you would think that for something like that, it would be more. Does that does have to be a more? Wait, more isn't he? Isn't he occasionally on Buena Vista Street? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Other that's than, what he said. Other than yeah, that. other than that. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, he pretty he, much sticks to what he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and yeah, he's. It's not like when he's back in his house over right, at exactly. Toontown. Yeah, which is where I would expect right. him to be. You know, chatting. Chatting exactly. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other housekeeping? No. Hmm. No, that's it. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really quiet. It's been a quiet week this week. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's let's go with the news. I'm gonna I'm gonna I I, I have one story. Really, Hamilton's the only big thing down around here lately Ham- these oh, days. Yeah. Nice. Hamilton opening up at the Pantages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my and the lottery. No, well, the daily I, I, lottery. I I gave you three, and you said you were only gonna do two. So yes. Okay. I know. So I was going to okay. do the other one. No, now, you know you're giving – this is giving license to a third news story. That just gives you-know-who no, the opportunity to fine. always do two rapid fires. She does anyway. I mean, he does anyway. I mean, they do anyway. Um, I love you, too. Mine I'm right connected. here, you know. Yes. I, I can hear mine, you. Mine go together. <laughs> I'm right here. Okay. Well, you do yours, and then, and then I'll, I'll I'll see what's left. Go ahead, yes. Yeah, you I think show, you, should, you, I think, you yeah. show him yours, and yes, Tom will right. show you his. Oh, uh, you I'll, think I should go first? What? No, now, I, now I've just been scarred based on Michael's <laughs> I, little joke. I know. <laughs> I've, I've been okay getting an explicit tag. That was not the reason right, I wanted to ones. ever have an explicit tag. All right. Do you want me to read this one first? The one that you said wasn't really news, even though I felt it was. No, I felt it was more uh, you could fire? talk about it before the show because you know how it was really lull and it was kind of boring the beginning okay. of our show. Oh, so, See, so if you would have talked about it, it would have been more exciting. Okay, housekeeping. I have yeah. another housekeeping then. All right, so Disneyland Resort has announced that as part of this year's expanded Halloween time celebration at California Adventure, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout will get its own Halloween overlay. Uh, but this is, oh, I know. This is only a nighttime overlay, so each evening as the sun sets, the popular attraction will transform into Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. Dark, dark, dark. Uh, the nice. New- <laughs> Great, I have to go on it again. <laughs> so the, the new adventure continues, continues the story from the original Mission Breakout. Uh, Rocket has helped the Guardians escape, or you, other guests have helped Rocket help the Guardians escape, but Groot has been left behind. It'll be your job to distract all of the random creatures that escaped so that Rocket can return and rescue Groot. 
the Monsters After Dark experience even features a brand new song created specifically for the attraction by Tyler Bates, the composer of the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And of course, Halloween time starts September 15th and continues through Halloween. I'm excited. Actually, I, I'm glad that, you know, after all these times with like with Toy Story Midway Mania, how they said, oh, yeah, now with this technology, we can switch out, right. you know, but they put don't. in different things, yeah. different. Right. And they don't. I'm glad with this one. They are. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's terrific. I mean, it's it's a little soon, but better than the alternative. But I like it. It's sort of like the Rivers of America concept where during the day it's all calm and placid and all the little boats and watercraft are going around. And then at night it all erupts into that big spectacular. It's one attraction during the day and a different one at night. I really like that. Cool. Yay. I'm uh, my my concern is how fast passes are going to work. Oh, yeah. If 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 they'll if they'll turn off the fast passes at night or 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 if there they're will, coming or they'll get for exciting you. like right? that or if there will be people <laughs> stalking the the fast pass machines watching the times click off and waiting for it to be you know six o'clock or whenever it's dark to be able to get their fast pass. Somehow I think it'll be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yes, because because Disney doesn't have the technology to do anything different. All right. And now for the real news, Tony. Yes, that was a that was a disgusting display of unprofessional news, unlike myself. Okay, so Edward Magic Arrow Mountain so has announced. Magic Mountain has announced that starting July first, two thousand eighteen, January, it will switch January to a for, January first. Did I say July? Yes, you did. Yes. It's they both start with J. <laughs> Close what enough. Was what was that about display of what? Professional. So does, so does <laughs> yeah, I know. It yeah, I know. What other? Gym. Let's all all the words that start with J. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Isn't that that's what I get for being a smart mm-hmm. Alex? Yes. I, I rip on Tom immediately. I can't even read January. I'll just call you Jack from now. January first, two thousand eighteen. It's going to switch to a three hundred and sixty-five day operating schedule. It will join other LA attractions, including Disneyland, uh, Universal Studios, Hollywood, that remain open. All year long, according to Bonnie Weber, the park's president, the expanded schedule reflects both the company's increased presence domestically and internationally, and interesting, and its desire to capture more of the 47 million visitors who pour into the region seeking fun. We have to be open 365 days a year to tap into that market. This will mark the first time that Six Flags is jumping into the destination market, but all of the company's parks have been extending their operating calendars for a number of years, and the chain has tested the vacation destination. Destination waters. Like other seasonal parks, Six Flags locations, Six Flags locations used to focus on the window between Memorial Day and Labor Day. But with the successful introduction of Halloween events, Christmas celebrations, spring break promotions, and other festivals, the shoulder seasons have become increasingly important for Six Flags and its regional park competitors. With Magic Mountain's bid for destination park status, there's speculation that a hotel might be in its future. Mm. As part of its long weight range plans, Weber says the park is looking at a number of options. There is available land on site to build a hotel and other resort amenities. The company might also try to develop Six Flags branded accommodations at a nearby off-site location with a third-party hotel partner. 
Magic Mountain has been upping its game in anticipation of its schedule expansion. We've been developing WoW Zones, says Weber, pointing to the Scream Punk District the park built a couple of years ago, and the DC Comics-themed Metropolis land it opened this year. We want to give people a great compelling reason to visit the area. Yeah, that was, when they talk about hotel, my first before you before you finish the sentence, it's like where, where you know what what land because land there is so is such at a premium. But if they already own land on the, you know, that would be a great thing for them to do just because it, to make it a destination and you know to be able to I don't I st- stay there. We can't get people to go to Disneyland for a destination. I can't see coaster. Th- Coaster enthusiast, yeah. For one, okay, for one night and maybe yeah, two yeah, days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But not like a five. No, 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 no. But thing. split it between there and, and Orange County or something. Yeah, true. Um, It'd be interesting to see what kind of, if they did a resort, what kind of resort they would do because... Right. DC no. themed. I don't, I don't know if they own enough of the rights to DC to be able to do a DC themed um, and, property. And I also feel that Magic Mountain, part of their allure is that they're not super expensive. Right. So I couldn't see a resort being super expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Oh. Anyways. That seemed like back in the olden days. <laughs> By olden days, I mean when I was a kid. Like when Kiss used to ran, run, yes, roam kiss. the park. Yes. <laughs> um, when I was in school, we would take field trips to Magic Mountain. And that would have had to be during the school year. So it seems like seems yeah. I'm just okay, assuming so, that they were open more more time more hours. And back you know when, what? I'm going when, to tell you that my very first year teaching, uh-huh. I took kids from Oxnard there for like a reading contest kind this, of thing, and it was this, the middle of the school year. Was this when Six Flags owned it, or was this before that? No, it was Six Flags. Okay, because I'm, I'm, go- I'm going back to Marriott. Marriott, oh wow! Marriott owned it back in the old back in the seventies, dude. Yeah, no. Well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe maybe mid seventies, late seventies. All right, cool. Okay. Now, now, and our now, next now, story. Now, now it might be worth getting. Oh, we'll see what that does to twenty eighteen season passes, pricing wise. Yes. I feel like there's got to be a hotel around that they can really quickly slap some DC stuff on and say, yeah. we have a hotel. Yeah. Kind of like the Radisson they did with Knott's, right? Is that what or did is? they build that? They built that. I don't know. They bought that, but. Okay. Yeah. I was already there. Or even Disney with the. Yeah. Paradise, Paradise Pier. Pier. Yeah. Okay. In a move that will help prepare for the expected onslaught of visitors to. The Star Wars land opening in two years, Disneyland Resort, is adding more parking spaces to its off-site parking lot. And they got a unanimous approval. I guess the <laughs> the fear of Tom and I thinking that politics have changed in Anaheim. Unanimous approval from the Anaheim Planning Commission last week. I can say that. Yeah. To add an additional 455 parking spaces to its Toy Story lot off Harbor Boulevard and Convention Way. The Toy Story lot will increase to 5,378 parking spaces, still $20. We're pleased to be able to offer even more parking options for our guests. Okay, can we not say offer more parking options? It's not like, oh, I could park this way. We are just way trying spaces. to spin this as, as, as a win. 
just say we got more spaces, more parking options. You can parallel park. You can reverse park. We got we we got a tenth of the spaces we we're trying to get, but go go us. Yes, more parking options for our guests. Said oh, I don't know this guy, George Savis, mm-hmm. a Disneyland spokesman. As part of the agreement with the city, Disneyland will replace six-foot walls separating the parking area from nearby apartment complexes with a 16-foot-tall sound wall made of masonry blocks, professional, masonry blocks, and will landscape with rows of Canary Island pine trees. That's Because we need to know exactly what trees they're putting in. That's really specific, yes. Canary Island pine trees. Disney plans to add new lighting. So they didn't give us anything with the lighting. Talk about the trees. I want to know what the LED, how much watts. Um, add new lighting for the parking lot and a ramp that would connect to its tram depot. Okay, I'm confused by that. They don't use trams there. They use buses. Okay, so that was confusing. The extra, yeah, the extra space in the southeastern corner of the parking lot will serve only as an overflow parking area. Yeah, right. Otherwise, it will continue to be used as a stormwater detention basin. On the days it rains, guests will not be allowed to park in that section. Sounding less and less exciting the more we <laughs> right. uh It says the additional parking spaces, even as few as 455, are much needed. At peak times, visitors unable to get into Disney's 10,000-spot Mickey and Friends parking structure or the Toy Story lot find themselves in a spider web of limited options around Disneyland. Great sentence for the writer on that one. On some occasions, guests are funneled into the nearby Garden Walk or the Anaheim Convention Center. Has Have any of you ever been funneled into Garden Walk? Uh-uh, no. Yes. Why don't they just use Garden Walk? Why don't they just buy the parking lot? Thanks. Thanks for the little one. Garden Garden Walk needs Garden Walk. Really? Mm, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Not as much, but but yeah, I've been sent over there for parking before. In rare times, the employee parking lot is used and workers have to park at Angel Stadium and be shuttled over to the park. With the convention center expansion just about to be completed and Garden Walk adding more retailers, okay, Mm, Disney might not have those overflow parking options available for visitors much longer. So they're, 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 ex- they're making room for the expected crush heading for the new Star Wars attractions. They're planning the Disneyland Eastern Gateway project. No, they're not. Yeah, well, they th- it's planning. So, yeah, I think this is going to be – I know I like Armageddon ideas, and I just think Star Wars is going to be Armageddon. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be Lord of the Flies. I don't know how with the Eastern Gateway project possibly not being completed and – all these new people coming, I think it's going to be out of control. Yes. People are going to be parking at Magic Mountain, mm-hmm. staying at that hotel, <laughs> yes. getting sh- shuttled in. Taking the art from Knott's Berry Farm Hotel to, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, um, I don't know, I don't, if, I, I don't know if there's an update to that article, but they, I thought they mentioned more of the Eastern Gateway in there. Um, it's stalled. There's, there's no way that's happening as is. No, all they said was that it's, on hiatus because businesses yeah. are angry. Yep. Yeah, because that, that so was supposed what, to be like 6,800 spaces. Yeah. yeah. What changes would they have to make to the Eastern Gateway Project for it to be approved? The bridge. Yeah. What, get rid of it? Well, or maybe – well, the, I, the problem is funneling is, – is that funneling guests by the, by the businesses – and having security there so that people can't visit McDonald's or they can't visit Panera. 
Um, and also the, that the, the merchants, it would, it would make it hard for people at the Disneyland resort to run over to Pizza Press for, mm-hmm. for a slice at, at lunchtime or something like that. They're making, making it, it not, not as accessible. Do you think they're doing that on purpose? Of course. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, no, I'm serious. Like, of course they are, but I mean, like, they want those businesses to not do well. So that they can take them over? No. I don't or they just want everybody to stay in? Yes. Yeah. They just want to. I think it's a fine line because. Can, can you say Magical Express? I mean, that's the whole reason about Magical Express and Walt well, Disney World. Yeah, but Disney World is it's. At, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, World, you don't have as much choice there. And I part mean, of what here, makes Disneyland well, Disneyland. Are the homeless people sleeping outside right, right. near the park? But no, right. yeah. it's, it's the ability to run over to Pizza Press. Right. Yeah, they're going to need to somehow have either have ac- better access for those businesses into the resort or have security on the other side of the bridge. And the reason why I'm with the business owners and the hotel owners is it's not like Disney has – a bunch of all-star resorts about no. to open to take over those rooms. Those hotels are packed all the time because that's where people can stay. Mm-hmm. If you're going to block that off, nobody's going to stay anywhere because there's no place. I mean, they're going to stay, but I'm just saying it's not like they're giving an alternative. Well, yeah, we're going to make it hard for you, but look at this brand new, huge, moderate resort that we've built, which they're not doing. Right. That's crazy. So that's the professional – only, I think, five mistakes news. <laughs> Good job, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's the news. Time for rapid fire. I will go first. Um, earlier in the year, Disney announced the return of Force Friday. And insert your own, oh. e- insert your own echo there. Uh, Force Friday 2 will be a global fan event to celebrate the launch of toys, books, collectibles, and other merchandise themed to the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, And this event is taking place starting September 1st. Uh, Not a lot of details yet on the Disneyland side, but on the, at the Disneyland Resort stuff, what's going on. Um, But they've released some information on how you can participate if you are in the Disneyland Resort. Um, So this is taking place at Downtown Disney. Um, actually, this this event is taking place all over the world. Uh, go to StarWars.com and look for Force Friday too, because they're doing events at at uh, Disney stores, at Toys R Us, all over the place. Different things, and there's different um, free giveaways. Uh, but at, if you're down, if you're in the Disneyland Resort, the event's taking place in Downtown Disney. Uh, you must pre-register. At the Disney Parks Merchandise website, beginning uh, already, so it may be sold out by now. I should have checked that. Um, and stores open at midnight on September 1st, so you get in line August 31st, and stores open September 1st. Uh, so again, this is going to be a ton of Star Wars merchandise. I'm not sure where this will be, if it'll be at... World of Disney, probably, or at um, D Street, maybe. Uh, but, again, there's going to be tons of Star Wars merchandise all 
over the place coming September 1st themed to the last the last Jedi so if you are a Star Wars fan and if you are a collectible fan uh, look for that either at the Disneyland Resort at Walt Disney World or in your own neighborhood um, Michael well, I want to talk about a, a special museum exhibition that started over the weekend. This is um, an exhibition of Disney legend Rolly Crump's artwork. This is at the Oceanside Museum of Art. It's at 704 Pier View Way in Oceanside, California. This is called It's Kind of a Cute Story, The <laughs> Art of Rolly Crump, which is also the, you know, the title of his um, bi- autobiography. And this exhibition will take you through the 65-year career of Rolly Crump. Uh, you know, he was a bit of a nonconformist. If you remember from the interview, you know, that we had on here on the show a while back with Rolly, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he did some interesting artwork, that, especially his non-Disney artwork. But he, of course, was he came got to Walt's attention with um, some of the mobiles that he made um, when he that he displayed all around his office, things like that. Uh, we know his work um, through "It's a Small World," the Enchanted Tiki Room, the Haunted Mansion, and the Museum of the Weird. That was the precursor to the Haunted Mansion and and other Disneyland attractions. So this is um, running through February eighteenth. I, I've already what I've seen online. It looks like it is a spectacular exhibition, and um, and Nancy, about how far of a drive from Disneyland would this be to Oceanside? How long would it realistically Ooh. take people? Tony might have and a better th- judge on that. Thank you, Nancy. That no. meant a lot because I haven't driven down to Oceanside in a while. No, yeah, it's. You could, if you're driving 70 and there's no traffic, you can do it in an hour, no problem. Okay. And if because, there is traffic, because there is traffic? Well, <laughs> that depends. I'm going to say, because there usually is a little bit of traffic on the five around, it says it starts curving from Orange County down closer to San Diego County. I'd say even with traffic, I mean, not crazy traffic, but probably an hour and 20, but you can definitely okay. get there in an hour. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, something that's going along with this is the Rolly Crump exhibition book that he wants that he's trying to um, get going. It's um, Rolly Crump Projects of a Whimsical Earth uh, explores the human imagination. Uh, this is going to be an art book um, as part of the Kickstarter's Projects of the Earth. And um, from what I can tell, it looks like they've made their goal. But there's all kinds of different levels if you want to be a part of this where you can get um, you can get even like a, a hard copy um, cover, a hard copy cover of his autographed book. But anyway, there's all kinds of different levels you can take a look at. He gives you other little things, too. If you want to be a part of this, you can get your name in the book if you're a supporter. Also, he lives. There's a live stream video every Wednesday at 11 a.m., um, 
on Kickstarter starting at August 30th uh, from um, which about and it starts out with um, who is Rolly Crump and it just goes through the whole thing where he talks about you know what he learned from Walt um, you know his interest in magic um, talking about the Tiki Room and and the design of the, the Adventureland Bazaar which we've talked about on the show his different his unusual forms of humor uh, and all kinds of things including some of the um, work that he did at Knott's Berry Farm. So, um, he, and of course, he talks about the haunted mansion and the Museum of the Weird. So, uh, so anyway, so you might want to check that out. We will have links to both the uh, the um, uh, to the museum exhibition at the Oceanside Museum of Art in our show notes, along with the um, Kickstarter project page, where you can you know see what the schedule of of all those. Um, podcast shows are the live stream video shows are if you want to watch those so anyway and that's it very cool probably crump live hmm. okay yeah oh <laughs> he's a character too unfiltered yes uh, well, yeah yeah I mean, I mean i don't know if we could have a link to the interview in our show notes too so people can hear him <laughs> but i i know this i saw the exhibition that was near you um uh nancy at creature features a couple of years ago and that was really good there was a lot of museum of the weird um art Mm -hmm. there and uh, i know that at this exhibition there's a model of his um tower the four winds from it's a small world um and it was over at the new york world's fair and, and a lot of other things so uh this is worth seeing this is worth taking time out of your disneyland trip and and driving down to oceanside to see hashtag day six all right uh yeah thanks michael nancy Okay. Well, you know how much I love Legoland. And Legoland has big news. Dun, 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 dun. Big news. Is this your new character voice? <laughs> Legoland oh, has big news. I, I need big news where they, they need to make painless Lego bricks. So when you step on them after your granddaughter <laughs> leaves them around, they oh don't Oh, my hurt. God. Oh, I'm so with you on that one, man. Okay. So they sent out a lovely email the other day um, outlining their new for 2018s. And yay, there's a new hotel. Now, while y'all have been talking, I've been like trying to figure out where this is because I still have not been able to Google an actual map. And we have not been down there for a while. So if somebody in the chat room has been down there for a while and knows exactly what side of... Um, uh, resort this new hotel is going to be on. They say it's it's steps away from the entrance. So I'm it assuming could be half a mile away and still be steps away. I know, right? Just a, it's a lot of steps. But um, it's a new castle. It's called the Legoland Castle Hotel, and so they're basically moving all of almost all the kingdom theme out. I don't know if they're moving them out and have redone the main hotel because this requires a stay and some great investigation or at least going down for the weekend, eating and sneaking around. Um, That's all I got to (laughs) say. But the Castle Hotel is, you know, the Legoland Hotel had the first level was Kingdom Rooms. Another level was Adventure Rooms, which was kind of Indiana Jones-ish without being Indiana Jones-ish. Um, and then um, 
then Pirates was the third. Well, then they added on um, the Lego Friends, you know, girl-oriented rooms. And they have added Ninjago rooms. Which Ninjago is their new big movie that's going to be coming out soon. If it isn't out already. I don't do Ninjago. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, they did some of their um, their park as Ninjago as well, as some of their water park. Um, and, oh, look at that. Michael's sending me links. Anyway. They opened, uh, they opened a castle hotel at Legoland in the United Kingdom. Recently. Oh, very nice. So I'm assuming it's going to look like this. So I just sent yes, you the well, link. I was about to the, I was about to there. It actually looks a lot like the Legoland Hotel in the structure and shape. Like the pool for the Castle Hotel is laid out extremely similar to the Legoland Hotel as far as the pool shaping and how it's nestled into the rooms and stuff. So, um, so structurally, they're not being very creative, but the rooms look great. One one set of rooms is all based on knights. Another set of rooms is based on princesses. And the third set of rooms is based on wizards. And what's interesting about the art styles on these rooms... Okay, one if y'all may go back a few years you may remember we stayed in one of the the kingdom what they called the kingdom rooms at the regular legoland hotel and i mentioned something about the carpet being done very creatively there's lots of paintings on the wall so you feel like you're kind of in a lego a lego cartoon or a lego show um and the carpets are very themed and in the kingdom rooms, if you were lucky enough, you had a carpet that had a drunk jester sticking out his feet, sticking out from underneath your bed in the adult area. <laughs> um, these thankfully have gone much more tasteful in the way the rooms look like the wizards carpeting is all themed as stars. The knights are a little more nighty. The princess ones are interesting because her scepter with a little star on top is on the floor on one side. They weave the, the carpet, like, you know, the carpet's designed to look like the floor of the castle room. So, um, it looks like her, you know, her wand is off on that side. And, of course, every princess has a wand. And then sticking out from under the bed on the other side is her sword and her bow and arrow, you know, quiver. So, um, you know, this princess means business if you interrupt her in the middle of the night sleeping. So, I thought that was very clever. So, anyway, big things there. All rooms nowadays appear to come with free breakfast. And it's a free breakfast buffet at Bricks. Is now included in your room rate, which was not many, many moons ago. So um, this does look like it's going to have to be a new review kind of thing. Um, anyway, this castle hotel opened up with an, basically adding another 250 rooms to, Le to Legoland's um, own I believe 250 rooms, and then um, and then they've got a new um, restaurant and bar called the Dragon's Den and Bar. I don't, think, I don't think this is open yet. This is coming still, right? It is coming. Um, although, when you go onto their website, it demands that you sign up for newsletters 
before it lets you see any re- any information about the hotel or about the other new experiences. So keep that in mind. Um, I did think what was really interesting was that, um, you know, now they're fully describing the park as being from for kids from two to twelve, um, and things like all in room uh, refreshments come with the cost of your resort fee, which I thought was very strange. They have some weird language in their their like resort fee, but they have Wi-Fi for the, all throughout the park and the hotels, and it's. Fr- you know, quote unquote free, free Wi-Fi paid for by your resort fee. Um, and then the parking is self-park or valet. They even have electric car parking now, um, which was something they've added. Um, other new stuff, our first new thing for them is coming in January 2018. And that is the Master of the Fourth Dimension Ninjago Movie. So that's going to open January 12th, and it's going to be, um, you know, like Disney's typical 3D stuff. It's, you know, 3D theaters. It's going to be 3D computer animation with 4D real-world effects, um, you know, taking you on an adventure with your favorite ninjas and Ninja Master. And, of course, they, um, they're having events like Ninjago Days and things like that. Um they are starting to put, um, FYI, they are starting to put um, the make sure the park is open before you book your room uh, warnings on the site these days. <laughs> um, the other cool thing that they're going to be opening next year, and we don't have a whole lot of information about it, is their new, and I'm trying to go back to that page, and of course it's not letting me, is their new... Um, submarine adventure which is called as soon as I can get it back up oh man this stinks <laughs> their, their website um, Gosh, if as I far as if it were me I would have what it, I don't know what was it put, put that in word so that I didn't have to access the website during the show I know right I don't know where I heard that before but oh maybe earlier <clears throat> maybe Anyway, but what I, anyway, but w- the whole point is, you know. <laughs> yeah, what is the whole point? Please. It's there's Lego. A, it's a new it's sub- there's a new submarine attraction coming. There's a new submarine attraction and you have to watch a little video and they're going to be you're going to go in little submarines and you're going to see what looks to be 3D movie. Lego City Le- Lego City Deep Sea Adventure is a beat, Yes, thank is, you. Is, will feature 8 12-seat submarines completely enclosed and outfitted with large portals for viewing more than 2,000 sea creatures, as well as octopi and scuba divers fashioned from Lego bricks. The new attraction is expected to debut next summer. It will occupy what is referred to as the Castle Hill area in the back part of the park where its miniature golf course had previously been located. Yep, that's right next to the um, the big castle play area, which is also right next to the Sheridan's private entrance into the park. Very cool. We never did the golf course; it looked pretty boring. So, it's your so fault. that's a good. No, that's a good thing. It it puts it back in the in in that area. It's back in the back near the water park entrance. So there you go. Cool. All right. Thank you. Anyway. Nancy. 
That's okay. it. Okay. Uh, Tony. <laughs> okay. A very short, rapid fire. Starting in November, pass holders are inv- – well, pumpkin lattes are back already, so then we can start talking about holidays. So, And now that the Halloween season started July 5th, we're good. So the uh, the parties. A merry pass holder perk starting November 2017. There's going to be the AP Corner again. Uh, you'll get an exclusive photo location, activities for the kids, button distribution, limit one per pass holder for event duration. And valid AP and theme park admission required. There's not a lot of details other than that, but know that as an AP, you will still get you will get your your corner. <laughs> it's time to start fishing around on the Disneyland Yay. website for holiday stuff. Uh, it's well no because now it does say we've got Santa's holiday visit, mm-hmm. Disney Viva Navidad, Nav- Navidad. Yep. Um, and World of Color, Season of Light, Festive Foods, Marketplace. See, there so. it refers to it just as that, but on the AP page, it does say Festival of Holidays. So, Yeah, I know. I don't know if this is they just re-just changed 2016 to 2017. I, I think they may have, and then they come September, they'll change it all again. Yeah, so anyways, just just be, be get ready. Cool. That's it. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. All right, um, that will do it for the show. For those of you listening live, be sure to stick around, share your thoughts about off-season. Um, and, of course, be sure to catch all of our other Design Plug podcasts this week. We will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.